Hi, I am Raul Gomez, and this is On Deck with Young Musicians on All Classical Portland, where every Saturday at 5 p.m., we celebrate young musicians right here in our community. Cyrus Nyan is 15 years old. He's a rising sophomore at Clackamas High School, and he is a pianist and cellist. He is also a tennis player and a competitive long-distance swimmer. In both his musical and athletic activities, he is highly accomplished. He's won all kinds of competitions, championships, and awards. I spoke with Cyrus recently and enjoyed hearing how he finds connections and parallels between all the different things he does. Okay, well, to get started, would you give me an overview of your musical activities and your instruments and what type of performing you do? Okay. Uh, I am a pianist. I started playing piano when I was six, and so that's my main instrument. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked up the cello uh, three years ago, like the summer of sixth grade. What do you think drew you to the cello specifically? Well, uh, I met my cello teacher through my mom because uh, she met her through a parenting group. And uh, my mom took me to a couple of uh, my cello teacher's uh, concerts, and I was hooked right away. Oh, yeah? I didn't like the brass instruments, maybe because I don't like using my lungs that much. But um, <laughs> the, I, I was looking at the violin, viola, bass, and cello, and I thought, well, to be honest with you, I just chose it. The first thing I thought about it was that I could sit down and it wouldn't be necessarily required to stand or anything, <laughs> because that's my lazy part of me. <laughs> But um, I really like it because there's a, a deepness. Like I like the deepness of the tone. Yeah, it's a deep, beautiful singing tone. Yeah. So I know from your bio that you are a swimmer and a tennis player. But you said earlier that you didn't want to play a brass instrument because you didn't like using your lungs a lot. <laughs> <laughs> But you're a swimmer, so you kind of have to. Yes, and that's kind of where music comes in, I think. I personally specialized in long-distance swimming before the pandemic hit. Uh, now that I'm back in the water, that's a bit tricky because I haven't gotten back in the rhythm or something. But I feel like music's really helped by long-distance capability because I just think of a song during my race and I'm able to keep that rhythm. And it's just like one, two, three, four. And it's just, it helps so much. I'm not a sprinter because sprinting, I kind of don't have the body for that. And two, that's the boring event. Like you want to go the <laughs> mile. You want to swim for 20 minutes without stopping. That's where the good stuff is in swimming. <laughs> not the 30 second sprints. Yeah. Or 20 even. <laughs> yeah. So when you swim then, do you have like a mental playlist that you go through or just anything that comes to mind works? Yeah. Sort of just whatever pops in my mind, like you said, yeah. Like during practice, my coaches now like to turn on some type of pop music. And so when I'm in the water, I'll just hear that pulse and I'll try to keep up with that. Mm. I, I really like the feeling of just being able to find that momentum because you're able to just treat it like a friend. You just pace back and forth off of that and you know that you can hold a certain tempo. And if you need to, you can push it just a little bit and it'll stay constant Uh, yeah do you have anything like that in tennis tennis um not so much i feel like tennis is more of a sporadic sport but 
In tennis, you get all these short bursts of energy, but you also need to know how to conserve your energy, I feel like. Well, and there's a lot of technique and strategy too. Yes. Right? And I think some of the best tennis players are the smarter players. Yes. It's about who can hit uh, the most consistent, who can read the other person the best, and who can execute their points the best, I feel like. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. my coach was talking about how when you get up into the higher levels, most players only win like 56% of their points. But what makes them the greatest players are that they're able to just do what they what they do in practice consistently, so that in a match they're able to beat off the pressure. Well, the way you're talking about tennis and what your coach has told you about consistency and all of that, do you see any parallels to music performance? Oh yeah, like solo performance, it's easy to let your own thoughts take control of your performance and just hijack it, which I feel like music's helped me a bunch with tennis and so has tennis. Um, just staying on that stage, being fully immersed in your music, that I think that's the most important part about a performance. And that's how I'm able to connect the two. Have you experienced performances where you're not successful and sort of staying with it and others where you have been successful at it? Yes, for sure. It's, I think crowds, I'm, I'm used to performing to like a smaller crowd or smaller room. And then once I get more than like 20 people watching me, it gets nerve wracking, I would say. I think just being immersed with the music, my piano teacher always tells me to fall in love with the music. And so that's what I try to aim for every performance and make the performance my own. So it doesn't feel artificial or anything to my audience. Isn't that interesting how the size of the crowd makes us feel different, right? Because you're playing mm -hmm. the same music, you're doing essentially the same thing. So yeah. what is it that happens or why do you think that happens? Well, I think the greatest critic of yourself, would, this is a quote I've heard, the greatest critic of yourself is yourself. <laughs> yeah. And so with more people, I feel like more emotions can get in the way. And so that's why when you add two people, you can, I mean, it's not a good habit to do, but I sometimes try to think about what they're thinking. Right. But when there's 20 people, it's hard to uh, not let those voices distract you, which is part of the importance of being focused and all that. <laughs> mm. My name is Cyrus Nyan, and I am 15 years old. So you're 15, you're going to be a sophomore. Do you have any plans for after high school? No, I haven't really picked out what I kind of want to major in. I do have a lot of interest in the science field and the math field because uh, just the logic aspect of both are really fascinating to me. How come? How does that fascinate you? Maybe it makes more sense than like poems, I would say. Like poems can get really deep, but it takes a certain level of maturity, mm -hmm. but like math, you have most of the time you have a set answer yeah. and science, you're just building off of that math to come to a conclusion. Sure. Is music more like poems or more like math? Um, I think practicing like the drills, it's a lot like math. Okay. But when you take it to the performance, 
it's a lot more like a poem. That is such a great answer to that question. It's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought about that before? Um, no, not really. You, you got my mind turned in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was 15-year-old Cyrus Nyan, a young pianist and cellist from Clackamas High School. To listen to this episode of Undeck again, or to check out previous episodes, you can go to our website, oldclassical.org, or find Undeck with Young Musicians on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. I am Raul Gomez. Thank you for joining me, and come back next Saturday at 5 p.m. for the next Undeck with Young Musicians. Mm-hmm.